get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Are you struggling through a trial right now? Now, when you think of the challenge that is before you, does it make your heart sink? How can we overcome even when it feels like, honestly, all hell is breaking loose. Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I am here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free so you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose. And you can do it courageously. Now, today we are going to be talking about how do we navigate the storms of life. And this is going to be a three-part series. So today is for you if you're in a trial, if you're coming out of a trial, or if you're heading into a trial. I think that pretty much covers most of us, right? Now, honestly, we all face challenges. We all face trials in life. It is part of the human existence. But I have great news for you. First of all, we do not have to face it alone. Hebrews 13, 5 tells us that Jesus will never leave us or forsake us. Now I want to read to you Psalms 23, 4. And it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I Love this verse. Because you know what? Do you know what challenges are? Challenges are just shadows. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And a shadow cannot ultimately hurt us. Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. Colossians 2.15 tells us that he triumphed over them by the cross. But I will tell you what, even though those shadows can't ultimately hurt us, they sure can be scary when we encounter them in the dark valley. When I was a kid, there was this particular shadow that would appear in my hallway. And I'm not kidding you. It was a guy with a knife in his hand. And it was always, his arm was down and he would walk towards me. And I would close my eyes really quick. And I would open my eyes. And he was back where he started. I never actually let him get all the way to the room. Before I would shut my eyes. And it would freak me out. And I would scream for my dad. And my poor dad would come running. He had to answer countless screams of this terrified little girl. It was so scary. And I'm going to tell you what, I am not the only person that saw this, by the way. My little brother saw it and my best friend saw it. And I can't tell you exactly what it is. And, and that's what not what this lesson is about. But real or not, that shadow was scary. But when my dad came, And he came to my rescue. It brought peace to my tormented little soul. 
we all encounter scary shadows throughout our life. And they are walking towards us, threatening to take us down. But we don't have to just close our eyes and open them and hope they go back to the beginning. No, I got good news for you. In fact, it's too good to be true news. That's what the gospel means. Remember, our Abba Father is right there with us. We are not alone. Hebrews 13 reminds us of that. Now, on top of that, he has given us powerful tools to help us through these shadows. Now, today I'm going to talk about one of these powerful tools. They're going to help us walk past these sh- these scary shadows in our life. It's going to help us walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So no matter what is going through your life. Now, to help you understand this tool, I'm going to walk you through an incident. It's a serious life-threatening situation that Jesus and his disciples went through. So I'm going to read to you Mark 4, 35 through 41. Now on that day, when evening came, he said to them, let's go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat. They meaning the disciples, just as he was and the other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. And Jesus himself was in the stern asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? And he got up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And Jesus said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they became very afraid and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want to read part of this passage in the Amplified Version, because it really brings out something really good. And they woke up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care we're about to die? And he got up and sternly rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still, muzzled. And the wind died down as if it had grown weary. And there was at once a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. And Jesus said to them, why are you afraid? Why do you still have no faith and confidence in me? Now I want to ask you, why did Jesus rebuke his disciples for being afraid? Um, They thought they were going to die. Like how insensitive of Jesus, right? Well, this incident with the storm, it came right after an entire day of Jesus talking to the crowds in parables. And that's in the first part of Mark 4. Now, the first parable that Jesus taught, he starts it off like this. Listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. And Jesus goes on to tell the parable of the sower. And the seed. 
But what I want to bring out is the word listen. Listen in the Greek means to hear or listen. Whoa, but get this. It also means to hear God's voice, which is part of him birthing faith within you. So Jesus starts off telling everyone to really listen, to hear God's voice, because God is going to birth faith in them as they hear this parable. Now, later in the day, in, and it goes on in verse 23, Jesus says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, the word hear in the Greek is the exact same word as listen earlier. To hear God, which is part of the birthing of faith. Now, Jesus only spoke in parables to the crowd. But the Bible tells us that he explained everything privately to his own disciples. So Jesus didn't leave his disciples hanging. Like he told them what the heck this meant. He really wanted them to grasp something. So after Jesus finishes the teaching, he releases a crowd. He turns to his disciples and he said, hey, let's go over to the other side. So he concluded his entire day of all the learning with, we're going to the other side of the lake. Now, notice that Jesus didn't say, hey, man, let's go out to the lake so we can die. No, he gave his word that they were going to the other side. So after Jesus calms a storm, he says to his disciples, and this is verse 40, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Faith in the Greek in, that the New Testament was written in is pistis. P-I-S-T-I-S. And it's persuasion. And it's specifically God giving his persuasion. So this is, this is a God-given faith that Jesus is talking about. A persuasion that he gives us. And we can see from the reactions from the disciples when the storm hit that they were not fully persuaded that Jesus What Jesus said was going to come to pass. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. We can tell they did not believe they were going to make it. After all Jesus taught that day, they didn't really listen. They didn't receive the faith that Jesus was trying to impart to them that day. Now, I don't know if Jesus wanted them to take authority over the storm themselves and calm it. We know they could because we can see in other parts where they were able to cast out demons and heal people. So they had the power to do that. At the least, I'm sure he didn't want them to panic when they came to him asking and believing and knowing they would be okay. So either way, they missed out on what Jesus wanted to do through them. They missed out on the experience of having the peace that passes all understanding. Philippians tells us about that kind of peace. And they could have had it had they rested in the fact that Jesus told them they were going to the other side. How about you? How about me? Are we walking in this 
faith, this God-given persuasion? Are we fully persuaded with the God-given faith that we're going to make it through the valley of the shadow of death? Now, I'm going to answer, I don't always have this right. There are, are many times where I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I'm not really in faith. And I'm not believing God. But my goal is to grow in God's faith that he's given me. And same for you. If you say, no, you know, I'm, I'm not really walking in that either. Most of the time I'm not walking in it. So how do we get this faith, this, this God-given persuasion? Because this is pretty awesome stuff. How do we get it? Well, we listen. We listen to hear and let God birth faith in you. Romans 10, 17 tells us, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now we talked earlier that in order to receive this faith, this, this God given persuasion, we need to listen. So when we're reading the word, we're not just reading. We're reading to listen. We're listening for God's voice. We're listening for his instruction. We're listening with an open heart to receive this faith and persuasion from him. We're we're not just reading for the sake of reading. Because I've done that. And you know what I got out of it? Pretty much nothing. And when I do that, and when you do that, when we're just reading for reading, you know, to check it off the list, we're, we're missing out on what our father wants to birth in us. We have to actively read in a way that we're listening to what God wants to show us. And as we develop this listening skill, we're developing faith. God-given persuasion. He gives it to us. We don't have to work it up. It's from him. And it is this faith that is going to take us through the valley of the shadow of death. It is that faith that is going to get us through. It is that faith that believes God even beyond our circumstances, beyond what we can see and hear and and feel and taste and experience. That's how we get through. And how? It's, you know, because we actually believe what God told us. We'll believe what our Father promised us with the finished work of Christ. There is so much to the finished work of Christ. Healing, health, wholeness. It's Zoe life. It's not just life in the future with a ticket to heaven, but it's here and now. It's physical, it's spiritual, it's wholeness of life. When things are coming against us, remember it is just a shadow. And we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We're not staying in that valley. We're just passing through. And we are going to the other side. Just like, just like Jesus told his disciples. We're going to the other side. In the next episode. I am going to share with you. Some listening skills. So that we can further develop this faith. This God given persuasion.
But in the meantime, I want to know what's one way that you're going to listen when you're in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death. If you want to live a life free of fear, I want to offer my free resource to you. Three habits to live fearlessly free. Go to heatherlbunch.com. You can sign up right there on the homepage. And I'm going to get you this worksheet. When you work through this worksheet, it is going to help you to live the life of faith instead of fear. You'll have faith in your awesome God instead of faith in your fears and your doubts. So this is good stuff. So head over to my website, heatherlbunch.com. Sign up there on the homepage and I'm going to get that out to you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks a bunch. And until next time, live fearlessly free.